0: Welcome to another episode of the Feminine Critique. I'm Emily.
1: I am Christine.
0: And on this episode, we are going old school Feminine Critique and talking about two genre movies, are we not?
1: Uh, that's true. Throwing it back.
0: That's right. We used to we used to do this all the time. It was like every every week, every what, two weeks, kinda. We had a, we had a schedule for a long time, and we'd yeah. pick two movies, and and then we spent like two years doing Masters of Horror. Then we spent a year doing. <laughs> I don't even remember what, but yeah, we're just, we we surprise you every week, every, not week, every month now with something, something new.
1: Keep you on your toes.
0: Exactly. Right? Uh, but this time it kind of came up in the last discussion. Well, I mean, these were two movies that had kicked around for me for a while where I knew after i had watched both of them that, oh, we have to do an episode at some point on these movies. Not necessarily together, but I think they do... Fit together in a, in a discussion. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. are those movies, Christine? Um, both
1: from 2020: mm. Amulet and Relic. Yes. No thes before no either this. because you'll get different movies if you put in the Relic. Well, the
0: I mean, when I whenever I say Relic, because my habit is always to say the in front of everything. Me too. Uh, because we're Americans and we use articles, and that is, you know, one thing, one more thing that makes English annoying as a language to learn. Uh. But Am- Amulet, like, I don't think there's another movie called Amulet. There's obviously The Relic from mm-hmm. 1990-something. And I think there were other movies with Relic in the title. But yes, no Uh Both 2020 movies, both directed and written by ladies. Uh, and both very, I think, different, cool. We, I think we have our feelings maybe vary a little bit on these. But I think they are both... Um, worthy movies to discuss and because of when they came out uh they both to me did not get nearly enough attention Mm -hmm. than they should have definitely yeah Uh, you had seen relic before you had not no you had seen amulet before because you were the one that told me to watch it originally yeah i had seen
1: amulet before i had not seen relic um Just to note, both of these are on Canopy, if that's the way you live your life, which is very exciting to find out.
0: And people, if you, first of all, if you don't have a library card, get a fucking library card. What is wrong with you? You should have a library card. There's no reason in the world not to have one. They're free. You stop by a library or you don't. I think you can even do it online. You get your card. You don't even have to go into that library. You can spend your entire life just getting books on Kindle or using Canopy and accessing like a huge catalog of great stuff that is mm-hmm. they have a lot of horror they have a lot of international films a lot of documentaries like whenever i f- i feel like i want to be challenged I-, I go to my canopy list i'm like oh this is the movie that i was waiting for a night when i had like a brain power to watch
1: mm-hmm.
0: so, uh, so both are on canopy amulets also on hulu and relic is on shutter so lots of ways to watch them uh, I had watched Relic initially on a Netflix disc, RIP, and one of the reasons I really wanted to come back to it was that my disc, it felt muddy, it felt like it didn't, that movie didn't look very good on disc, and I wondered mm-hmm. if it would look better, uh, when it probably in a higher res, so that was another reason I was happy to see it on Shutter, where I hope people are watching it. Um, but this being, you know, we'll, we'll go alphabetically first with the movie that Christine <laughs> was also more familiar with. And I will say we're going to spoil both of these movies, and I think even in talking about each one, we may end up referencing things in the other. So um, Amulet, I think, has a lot of surprises. Relic, I feel like, is a little more straightforward. So if you haven't seen these, please watch them. Uh, Amulet especially, because there are twists and they are so satisfying, and um, I would hate for them, them to be ruined by us. So watch these movies and come back and listen to us.
1: Yeah, I not to belabor Emily's point, but yeah, um, I didn't know anything about Amulet the first time I watched it. I don't even I didn't even want to read the synopsis. Mm. I I knew who the writer director was, and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm I'm either doing it or I'm not, and I'm going to do it. Uh, so, I think it really. I will say this is my second time watching it. So watching it, knowing what was going to happen, it was what it was about was amazing yeah. and I think really additive to the second Yes, uh, re-watch, to the rewatch to the second viewing but I don't know if I would have felt that same way if somebody just told me mm-hmm. what it was about and then I watched it and knew so like yeah just go watch it it's really good
0: That is If you're you're
1: listening to us talk, there's no way that you're going to not like it.
0: Yeah, I think if you tend... Because obviously, like, Christine and I have very similar tastes, but there's a lot of movies we don't agree on. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. areas we vary, or we'll, we'll both watch a movie that feels like it's made for us, and one of us loves it, the other one hates it. This is a movie that I think both of us really love. I can't imagine anybody... Of our like sensibilities watching this without knowing anything and please like we really do mean this like in a minute stop listening and go watch it i can't imagine somebody watching it and coming back and being like "Uh." like because there are so (laughs) many things this movie does that make me happy i loved it the first time but i this is one of those um like stories that is so surprising and does not at all go like you you and it's not you know this doesn't like do a giant genre switch but this is a movie that plot wise really does not go where you expect it to if you looked at the initial synopsis or you watched the first five minutes Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. and
0: that first time watching it it's a movie and i I, i'll use martyrs as an example of that sometimes of a movie that for me is actually like that first watch wasn't as mind-blowing because i couldn't Orientate myself you I kept... didn't, You didn't know What you were looking at It right. started
1: as a home invasion And then it's now There's like Spectral creatures But are they real mm-hmm. oh no What are we doing Oh now there's Yeah for sure You can't get your footing With that movie So it's like yeah. Different when you When you're able to Rewatch it with context
0: And is one of those movies I think You're right. so expecting A certain Tract For the characters That as it starts to shift You're, you're really thrown off and by the end, it's incredibly satisfying, but watching it the second time, I, I just like kept pausing and writing notes and kept like, like, I like immediately like had to dive into interviews uh, with um, the, the writer director because I was like, I need to learn more. I'm like, oh yes, oh yes, yes. Um, and it really does on second viewing fit so well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having said that, Christine, tell everybody what this movie is about.
1: <sighs> okay, so Amulet is a movie about a, um, a displaced refugee soldier who is um, struggling, uh, living in an abandoned building, um, working day labor, uh, and then a kindly nun finds him and sets him up with this young woman who has uh, her own challenges and is taking care of her sick mother. In, in a falling down house and he comes and helps her and they have a really charming relationship Yeah, and then it's not about that at all Ooh, what happens
0: <laughs> well i i think
1: that setup is really really great yeah. and i think that even if it was just at face value if that was fully what the movie was about i think it would still be a good movie but i think um the story told through flashbacks so tomas is the uh is the uh, is the soldier the refugee the guy at the center of this um, he has flashbacks to when he was actually manning an outpost and uh, he meets a woman and they have their own little uh, story but uh, spoilers abound he ends up raping her and the whole basically the whole setup in the house is just vengeance man <laughs> I love it. it it's
0: really really great it's well the setup in the house is that and I still don't know if I have it all down but here's what I, what I think it is okay. is that there is a demon there is a, like mm-hmm. some form of monster demon thing it needs to be contained and it needs a body and that body is essentially like a, a host like it is a human being that is uh, chosen sacrificed to uh, uh, encompass this body and deal with all the all and this body just keeps pr- reproducing this body is going to keep having babies and the babies have teeth which is my favorite line of the movie uh and uh, things are just going to keep coming out of this creature this creature can't leave the house this creature can't do anything um this creature is now a person who is has to essentially is possessed by this creature uh this creature has a caretaker who I think initially you assume is kind of a slave to this creature. I only on this viewing, on the second viewing, did I get that. No, that is not the case. Like, yes, yeah, somebody has to be in charge of this creature, but that person isn't. Kent might enjoy this work, mm-hmm. and it, in this case, the uh, the people who have been harnessing this creature, um, it is. melda fucking staunton who i playing you who you is that friendly nun who is actually you know kind of a a scout i guess who tries Mm -hmm. to who finds uh men but maybe women but i think it's pretty clear that it's usually men to be the host um somebody is going to supervise and tomas who and this movie does such a good job of this You are introduced to him, he is, and they they are careful about, we don't know, there's no nationality spoken, so we don't Mm -hmm. know where he was a soldier, we know it was, you know, somewhere probably in Europe, um, or Eastern Europe, and, but they they don't specifically say, but you know that he is an immigrant in the UK, right? That's Mm -hmm. roughly where we are. So when you first meet him, he is doing day labor, he is living in kind of, um. Uh, like you know a, an abandoned house With other people like him And he has to worry about Walking down the street and being uh, Targeted by Racists by people who hate refugees So immediately You are sympathizing with him Because he is a stranger in a strange land He is a refugee you you don't know His story yet but you just assume okay This poor guy has to deal with fucking racists Who don't want him there Um And he is a, he seems like a good guy. Uh, he clearly went through stuff and from the mm-hmm. beginning talks about, you know, how he he made mistakes. And my, my favorite, like, there's other, this is so well written, this movie, because one of the things, because it's very sparse. There isn't a lot of dialogue. So the dialogue sticks out. And one of the things he says is, I tried to help someone, they got hurt. Mm-hmm. He does not say, I tried to help someone, then I hurt them. It is, they got hurt. Because in his past, he was he was a soldier, and there was a woman that he did try to help. He absolutely did help her. He could have turned her in, Um, he could have not let her stay there, and she would have died, or would have gone back and gotten caught, she was trying to escape, but at a certain point, he rapes her, and that's not her getting hurt, that's him hurting her, but it's him in this movie, you see him kind of punishing himself, but not overly, and him struggling with trying to figure out how to forgive himself, and saying... He constantly says, I am a good man. Like, you know, that he has to make penance, but how does he make penance? Oh, spoiler alert, he doesn't at all. Because the minute he is given a chance to not be a total monster, even though he will physically become one, he still is a monster. Uh, And then he gets to physically become one and go through the, ah, it's it's so satisfying.
1: It really is. (sighs) Um, It's, it's it's really expertly done and it had this movie has terrible reviews and it's it's fuckers it's scores everywhere are really kind of kind of low like too low like the kind of low that you would reserve for something that's uncompetently made <sighs> so it, it incompetently made uncompetent incompetently whatever i said um and that bums me out because there are there's there's a, a real knowledge of the craft of storytelling on display, yeah. on display here, and it's it's it does a lot of really satisfying things. There's a lot of symbolism, and when you know what the symbolism is and what the callbacks potentially are, and you rewatch it, these it's kind of projecting what it is very early, earlier than you would know if you didn't have any idea what it was about. Because the first time I watched it, I was very empathetic for Tomás. Same, obviously. same. Like, like, very. And to the point where I think I'm, and and I think this is the point too, I was so empathetic that I missed some of the red flags.
0: You are, (laughs) I don't think anybody would catch those red flags on first viewing. Because it it is very deliberate that he is likable, that he mm -hmm. seems hurt, he seems Mm -hmm. there's nothing suggesting he's a bad man. And it is, and I think this is actually, I'm trying to, let me see if I can find the quote. Um, Because I looked up a lot of interviews with, how do you say her name?
1: I'm so sorry, but I'm not the person to ask. Damn it.
0: (laughs) Ramola, Ramola, Garai. I'm sure I'm saying Garai right. I don't know if it's Ramola or Ramola. But um, this is her first film as a writer-director. You know her from many things. She was in Atonement. She's the middle Briny. Um, She has a long career as an actor and a very good one. Uh, you introduced me to Angel. I think we yeah. covered that years ago, and it was such a delight. And she's so fucking good in it. Uh, and you know, clearly, she is also an incredible writer director. But she she had some lines, some um points that she very deliberately, like the point was not you were never supposed to suspect Tomas was a bad was a bad guy because mm. I think she made him a, not a bad like. He is not what you think of when you think of a bad guy, and I think that's deliberate. Um, mm-hmm. So here's a, a quote you wrote. I was trying to write about not men who hate women being a threat to women, but men who love women being a threat to women. Yep. The reverence of women, the idea of an all-forgiving, all-understanding woman is a threat to women. Tomas is not a weird outsider or some kind of social outcast. He's a man who likes women. But that in itself is the problem. Like, that it wasn't, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Yeah.
1: There's this false sense of nobility with Tomas that I think is his true danger. He's not yeah. reliable because he he thinks he's better than he is, and he he has different definitions for himself. Um, yes, as how and 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 he's the one who even says at one point during it, like you're you can't grant yourself forgiveness but then in the end all he does he just grants himself forgiveness he forgives himself it's just a really strange thing that that is so subtle that you almost don't realize they are the actions of of a toxic untrustworthy dangerous person because they're so innocuous and they're so common like i think you, you touched on it a little bit but like he starts out with this this This, oh my gosh, I'm such a nice guy. Look at my motive. I just want to help this poor defenseless girl. Oh, I need to take care of her. I'm such a Mm -hmm. nice guy. And then the second there's... If the second there that there's a fucking hint of it in the air, he's like, nah, I don't give a shit about that bitch no more. I want her. She's mine. She's gonna take care of me. Yep. And that that's that is him the whole time because that's what he does with the woman in the woods. Yeah. He all because their relationship is really interesting too. It starts out as like two strangers, and then suddenly he's like, oh, I remember seeing you.
0: And it's this good, it's really interesting choice that the woman he finds in the woods, like Mariana. She is older. She is not significantly older, but she is probably at least 10 years older than him. He is a young guy. He is a soldier. He has a good job as a soldier because his mother is like, his mother Mm -hmm. was a dentist to the general. So he's probably like 1920 when he's a soldier. And here's this woman who is a mother who is probably late 20s, maybe even early 30s. And right, like she's the only person he's going to see. So he... Uh, takes care of her and he has the upper hand because he's got the gun he's got the power he can scream and the army can come and and kill her Mm -hmm. and the as that scene oh yeah when he says like i recognize you but you don't recognize me Mm -hmm. and it is this like weird creepy like we talk about that a lot the the discomfort of like teenage boys and that kind of weird dynamic with older women Mm -hmm. where there is there is Always you know the adult always has Power but when the gender is swapped The power is a little different mm-hmm. Um and it, Yeah that even this You know that that in this space Uh it's a different Kind of toxic masculinity than we're Used to we're used to misogyny Being very clear And this does twist it because As you know she says in these Interviews Tomas Doesn't hate women by any means He loves women um, he is attracted to women. He wants to protect them.
1: That's that's
0: the problem. He does mm-hmm. not understand that he is not superior to women or he is not the stronger than them.
1: Yeah, it's... It- I don't know that, because because now you know what ends up happening out in the woods, because y- you knew something happened, it, it foreshadows quite quite heavily, but we don't know exactly what it is, that <laughs> the violence, the violence that is perpetrated against this woman is by Tomah. You have no idea. So, the again, first watch, you see that interaction, and it's kind of like, oh, weird, they knew each other, or he saw, cool, I guess. But, like, when you have that context, it really, it changes the dynamic, it's almost... And that moment is mm-hmm. if she's realizing, like, oh, I, 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 don't, I didn't realize that, like, this person had a feeling about me before this. Right. And now I don't really know where I stand. Because she always has this hesitation, and there's a million reasons why. She, yeah. he, he could blow up her spot at any moment. But the fact that she never seems to really feel safe. I think speaks... Because there's nobody around most of the time. It's just them two. Yeah. So why can't she feel safe? Well, it's because of fucking comments like that. Like yeah. Because there's a scolding quality to it. Like, and you never looked up. And she's like, well, I, have to, I had to leave right at five to get my daughter. So she has this deep, rich, internal life of trying to keep her family afloat. And she's a single mother. Take care of her daughter. She has to get her daughter at five. She has to get all her work done so she can leave at five. And then this, to your point, this fucking kid is i fucking her in line yep. for 4 hours or whatever. Like and so now what she owes him something? Mm-hmm. Like why are you telling me that? Yeah. It's so it's so strange but also really believable.
0: And you know, we we talk a lot about, you know, when you can kind of feel that a movie is written by a woman. Yep. And that's because she doesn't then say, "Okay, I'm leaving now," but the next the next time we flash back to that, it is her trying to leave. And because, yeah, if you've ever been a woman in a situation like that where suddenly a man has said something that suddenly makes you question your relationship and what what you are supposed to be to them, it is mm-hmm. incredibly discomforting and dangerous. Especially in this scenario where it absolutely physically is dangerous. And something I love about um, this movie, too, <laughs> is so it initially um and i don't think this was it was filmed this way but it was like an early draft of the screenplay um she was going to end the movie differently she was going to just you know cut the movie basically where when tomas who has now become mm-hmm. the monster who has now become mm-hmm. this demon and the thing about the demon is like what is it every like six weeks the demon has a baby gives birth and that was the other, like, if you look up interviews um, with Ramallah Garai, you see a lot of this, that she wrote this movie, like, after having her second child and having, like, a very difficult pregnancy and birth. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's like, oh, yeah, it's all over this. You can tell I had a lot of, you know, issues about this. Um, but it's like, yes, because giving birth, I, I haven't done it. You haven't done it. Uh, no. My understanding, giving birth is the fucking worst awful thing that happens to a body. It is, and it can be... Obviously, it varies by women. It varies by the situation, um, but it is something coming out of your body and being pulled out of your body, and it is something that men, um, and I, you know, say men in a, in a particular way, will will never experience, can never experience. Um, so what a poetic justice for this man that this is essentially his punishment is not just that like oh yeah he's you know trapped in a house oh no he has to give birth constantly mm-hmm. and so her initial ending was just that it was going to be the scene where his he first you know gestates and and delivers but to do it as like a really long take and end with him screaming as it happens um which, like, makes perfect sense, uh, and I bet some of the people that gave this movie a bad review would probably have given it a slightly <laughs> better one if it ended that way. Uh, but then she decided, like, no, I want, like, something a little more upbeat, although, like, that's still satisfying, because it's still, like, the bad guy being punished. Um, and let's talk about the coda of this movie, because I actually really love it. It's it's
1: one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. It, it. I think the first time, it was a little jarring, because yeah. it's... It's the other than the flashbacks, it's the only real big setting change we have. Yeah. It's, it's very jarring. Suddenly it's like an overhead of, camera filming yeah. a car, sunniness. Out, yeah. Yeah. Out of doors and yep. space. And, and, and <laughs> it's like it, cheerful it stands, music playing. It stands in contrast to like kind of how dark and claustrophobic all of the house stuff was, yeah. which was most of what we got. And and in a different movie, I think I might have been like, well, I don't it's a tonal shift. It's, it's Right. A style I don't need shift, this. Yeah. I don't like this. What are we doing? What are we doing? But as it like came up on the end this time, I was like, oh yeah, time for the fucking button on this thing. Cause I love it. I yeah. love the button on this thing because it's upbeat, but not like in the hey, upbeat it's upbeat in the way that i want it to be like oh yeah everything sucks for him but these two ladies are doing great yep
0: Yep. because uh his handler what is her name um magda magda so magda is still his handler but again like really it's her choice not his and like and you know she drives especially so that she can find mariana and first she buys the shittiest food she can possibly buy (laughs) to feed him Uh, And then um, And like she And Mariana is there And you see Mariana's daughter So you know that She got away She was reunited with her daughter And she's fine Like she is living somewhere She is raising this kid Like this woman Had a happy ending And it's this great moment of, like, the two of them, like, understanding what that was. Because Mm -hmm. um, Magda gives her the amulet that, you know, the movie is named of. Um, So Mariana gets it. I mean, obviously she doesn't know exactly what's going on. But she sees this, like, avenging angel giving her a message that, like, you're good. This man is being punished. Um, And something that I think also is really powerful about this when... And I didn't think this the first time I saw it, but the more I was thinking about it this time... Okay, rape is awful. Rape is terrible for a lot of reasons. One of the really terrible things about sexual assault of a of a woman is that it could also leave you with the child of that rapist, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it, it's not like said or doesn't come up. But there is something about that ending that also tells you she got away, she's okay, and this is was her daughter. There mm-hmm. is no like. There's not another baby in the scene. Like you don't like. If, I feel like the movie, like without forcing it, and maybe it's just me overthinking it. Like, is also telling you, yeah, she was raped. This was awful, but this fucking ass did not put his seed in her. Like she's, you know, if that makes sense. There's not a me yeah. Thomas running around.
1: Yeah, um, that that didn't even really enter my my head, but but Zach brought it up as it was under ending, and I was like, huh, that's an interesting observation slash point slash. Yeah connection because I didn't I didn't think of it like that but but it's it's there if you it's obviously there if multiple people around me were like huh yep. <laughs> which is what one of the reasons again why I enjoy this movie so much because I think if I were to watch it next week I would be like huh I never noticed that she says this you know it's one of those that keeps yeah. giving I think and is really it, it, there's endless things that you can get out of it if you approach it like fresh and open and like ready to receive it, you'll walk away with something that you need at the time. It, I really, I can't speak highly enough about this movie. Same. I think it might be perfect. Yeah,
0: like I, there is nothing I would change about it. Like no. there, there is it is really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, it, I mean, it it looks great in a really mm-hmm. odd way. The the house is just. Ug- like it's ugly but it's not it doesn't need to be overly ugly like it's just it's dirty and there's no electricity mm-hmm. and there are cracks in the walls and stains on the ceiling and it, it's <laughs> like and I think there are some great scares in it I think there are some good jumps I think um, yeah definitely the first time you the first shot of the like bat demon baby in the, in the toilet like just that first shot both times i saw this i gasped when i saw it because it was like Mm -hmm. like just that is not what i thought i was gonna see and i and Mm -hmm. why shouldn't i have even the the poster sort of even suggests that um but it's just so good Mm -hmm. amelda staunton can we talk about how what how oh
1: really just just stomping all over it um really phenomenal great um being like fake nice and helpful Yep. um better being a a vengeful piece of crap yeah. I loved it it was it was all so so good and so um she's so classy but like mean and I really appreciate it.
0: The, the the something I, I realized about her with this was like she has a twinkle in her eye and you see it like in you know like probably what most people know her from is Dolores Umbridge in the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. And Dolores Umbridge is like the worst character and such a villain. And but part of it is that she presents very Margaret Thatchery and very um like always speaking proper. But in like what she can do with her eyes. There is a fuck like you see a sparkle in them that when she is being mean, when she is, you know, kind of taking the upper hand just what she it's not even her full face just her eyes what she can do is like one of those things that like only really good british act, stage actors can do
1: <laughs> and she's phenomenal she's one of the best yeah. things all, all the performances are really uh, intense admirable mm-hmm. brave i don't know vulnerable they're all really really good and and, and lived in and uh it's there's a lot of weird stuff in this movie, and it, 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 and I commented yesterday when I was rewatching it. Like, I love ev- everything in it, but I personally wouldn't have done any of this, and mm. I find that really exciting. But what there's there's like a fantasticalness to it because there are the bat creatures, there are this like, this the literal demons, this this evil incarnate, and then there's also all the the shell stuff and, and the stuff with the totem oh, yeah. that is very weird and aggressive but it never undercuts the um, the emotional stuff like the core of the movie and and to me that's very hard to do it's it's hard to to keep things grounded and very real about real things and then be like oh here's this shell you can climb inside and see an ancient deity yeah. Literally, literally, I'm literally showing you that And it's so wild that she made the choice to show us explicitly But it still maintains this groundedness yes. It's really quite something
0: It really is, like fuck anybody that gave this movie a bad review I,
1: I know, I can't help but feel like you didn't get it I'm sure yeah. somebody has a valid complaint But <laughs> I would say the the majority of people who take issue with this I, I got your number and I know what your issues are and
0: I mean i guess like it, it's this is an unusual like i i can't compare it to something i can't even like pull out a movie and be like well if you like this you'll like this and i think part of that is like this this is a horror movie definitely but it is not um going for the same thing that almost most horror movies go for mm-hmm. um and i guess that would probably be somebody's initial maybe feeling on it of like oh well I wanted this kind of movie and I didn't get it like right but did you see what you got like did you can you stop and think about what you got because it's amazing yeah that's a
1: that's a it's been an issue ever since I started talking about movies are you talk about Mm -hmm. or review the movie that you got not the movie that you wanted and I think that takes some distance and self-awareness to to know maybe that that's why you didn't respond to something because you thought it was going to be something that it wasn't, but like the filmmaker
0: never necessarily <laughs> promised you that movie you had in no. your head. You saw a poster of in Horror and thought you were getting like a Bat People movie, I guess. I don't know. I, guess,
1: I mean, technically,
0: you did. You did there get was... a Bat People movie, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so a few other things that I think, just some other poll quotes from interviews, because I actually, I didn't look up reviews of this movie, I didn't look up Rotten Tomatoes, I really just wanted to, I I just Googled interviews with Ramola Garai mm-hmm. amulet, because I wanted to hear her discuss this, uh, and again, like, just not in any way it, what you would expect to come out of an actor like her, just because you... know you know her as a classically trained actor who um has done a variety of films but when most actor especially when most actresses decide okay i'm gonna write and direct a film this is not what you think you're getting Mm -hmm. um but at the same time this is so a comes from the the head and brain and body of somebody who gave birth of somebody who has you know lived a certain life and that's one of the things i think is um that i like that she talked and again talked a lot about Birth But she said People don't talk About the transformative Experience of pain Particularly in terms Of birth Because they don't Want to scare people mm-hmm. uh, And right I, Like right before I watched this I had just finished A novel that um, Came out by uh, Harriet Arnault Who is a Kentucky Writer who wrote Around the same time As Faulkner mm-hmm. And was kind of Like in conversations With Faulkner But yet everybody Knows William Faulkner And nobody knows Harriet Arno, And a big part of that Is that probably She was female And the book I read, there is a chapter, it's about, you know, Kentucky women in the 1930s, 40s, so there is a lot about birth, and the fear of birth, and giving birth, and getting pregnant because of, you know, you might die, or your kids very likely might die, Uh, but there was a a very, a chapter that goes into a woman having trouble delivering, Mm -hmm. and it was, by most accounts, the second printing of that novel took that chapter out, because, editor said yeah people really don't like that chapter and it's one of those things that just was mind-blowing to me in 2023 to read that because i'm like that's like the heart of the book is about this very fundamental thing of how women have to live with this fear that if they get pregnant that this thing could kill them and so many movies right you think of like the idyllic birth scene and how Mm -hmm. women glow and yes they're sweating but they still have that smile when that baby comes out to them and like in reality you give birth and you are shitting yourself there is blood everywhere there's plasma places there is um talk to anybody who has physically seen a birth whether that's the woman giving birth or the person on the other side of it it is horrific and we never see that or experience that on film And I think a very good reason why is that most of the people making those films are men who have not seen that or experienced that. Um, So just the idea that this is both fundamentally, I think it's about a lot of things, but a huge part of it is giving birth is such a, a huge thing that obviously people do every day. Um, We don't really talk anymore about just how much it is. And what is the you know one of those things where I always think about this of how like how different the world would be if men got their periods and understood (laughs) what that was like and (laughs) didn't freak out about it but did also understand that there is a balance going on that affects everybody Uh, if men had to give birth and I just I love this that that is the punishment is just keep having these babies with teeth because boy that's gotta hurt
1: yeah it's it's filmed very unpleasantly as as well (laughs) <sighs> it's so good. It's very good. It's. I wonder if there's a physical release for it. Probably oh, not. Yeah. I'll have to look around. I
0: I, w- I would want to own this because it is a movie that I will revisit. Um, I I I mean, I want to re- recommend it to so many people. Obviously, that's why we're doing this episode. But also it i wrote in caps as i was taking notes on this movie fuck this is satisfying because that is how i feel about this movie i finish this movie and i am impressed by it but more importantly i feel so right about Mm -hmm. things with how this movie goes
1: and and i think it is it is worth saying like it is serious subject matter it is very well done but it is not lacking in fun Mm -hmm. or ick or suspense yeah. it is it's pacey it's quick it's a yep. really like you said satisfying watch so it's not like a slog it's not like oh i have to watch this movie to understand ladies now like it's not like that it's no. it's it's a good quick pacey yeah. genre movie that also does this awesome narrative stuff yeah
0: it's funny too like there's, yeah, it is. there's a lot of moments that are like very black humor and funny mm-hmm. that
1: whole end that 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 Closing portion is Funny yeah. and, and like mean There's like a mean streak in this movie too Which is yeah. which is really fun because A lot of the times when you see movies With a, a quote to quote myself A mean streak is it's Mean in a way that I am Not interested in it's mean in a way Where I just backhanded a lady or mm-hmm. It's actually just about a girl in a Locked in a room it's mean but yep. This is like mean in a way that's fun
0: Yeah and even For like me. the girl locked In a room like you get a very quick, like newspaper article, like referencing a father who abused his daughter. Oh, and guess what? That's the guy who was the last host. Yeah. Like, what happens to to men who do that? They get turned into monsters who have to have vampire babies or bat babies. I guess bats, Love kind it. of bat,
1: bat-like, right? Bat demon babies. Yeah, bat demon bat babies. Demon yeah. bat babies. Yeah. Ah,
0: yeah so please i mean hopefully you've already watched it because you should not have listened to us talk about it if you hadn't but mm-hmm. oh, so good and oh, god i want her to make more movies
1: oh yeah did you see what the what she has in development no i thought i looked what? too no hold on hold on hold, okay okay um
0: this okay. is good radio I radio How old am I? <laughs> this is good audio <laughs> stuff Okay, so she's oh, in a movie. Wait.
1: Oh, damn. Maybe I can't find it. What is happening? I looked somewhere else, maybe. Oh. I think maybe it showed up on Letterboxd. It looked really good, whatever it was.
0: <sighs> okay, well, I trust you, maybe. and I very much hope we see more of her behind the camera.
1: Yes. Um, I'm so close. Here it is. I found it. <laughs> Yay. It's, so it, um, it's on Letterboxd. Uh, it's something called Monstrous Beauty. Um, Barbara Field, born into poverty with a rare condition that means she is entirely covered in hair. Given the precious gift of an education, she is offered the opportunity of a place in the luxurious and decadent court of King Charles II as a natural wonder where people uh, with extraordinary okay. appearances mix with the aristocracy. And
0: look at this fucking... Ca- <gasps> oh, cat I, I got excited by the cast and then I saw... It's weird because when you when you, like, on... Ramallah page. Like, this doesn't show up, but then when I googled it, I got to it on IMDb, so fuck you, IMDb. Okay, <laughs> Bella Ramsey, great. Dominic yeah. West, great. Fiona great. Shaw, fucking great. Amazing. And and the person that will make me watch anything, Ruth Nega. Yep.
1: <sighs> so, hopefully this is a thing that we get to see, because I am into it. <sighs> okay, now I'm really excited. Okay. <laughs>
0: Alright, gotta come down for a bit. Gotta... Okay. That's okay. There are ways to do that. Let me, um, uh, just now get depressed thinking about Alzheimer's and, and I'll, I'll be okay. Oh boy. What's really odd. So I don't know if this is, no, I get, wait, no, why? Okay. IMDB is a strange, strange thing, but like when I scroll down, you know how like they'll like do, I guess it says top picks as if, then, these are recommends for me, but are they based off of what I watched or based off of me clicking on this movie? Because what it tells me is Blair Witch Project, which I did look up recently, mm-hmm. Cube, which one of my favorite movies, but I haven't looked at it on IMDb in a long time, Don't Tor- Torture a Duckling, my favorite giallo, and Critters. When was the last time I thought about Critters?
1: I, I Are you seeing that on the page for Amulet? For Monstrous Beauty. Oh, Weird I, I think it might be tailored to what you look at Because I don't get anything like that
0: I guess Yeah it just <laughs> seems <laughs> odd Like why critters When I scroll Because
1: they're over? hairy So that's what it's
0: oh, You
1: I, I think You that that are might, smart <laughs> That might literally be why But that's very silly
0: it, I bet they both have that as a keyword Like fuzzy things and that and that's there
1: wow
0: oh boy well we cracked that code (laughs) uh anything more to say about amulet
1: um yeah i could talk about it forever but no
0: it's 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 really great (sighs) it really is phenomenal all right uh take a quick break come back and talk about relic yeah let's do it until the fading light, flying through bloody dreams. When he awakes, the summer night is still with screams. You have heard he was born in the box. That he feeds on the flies and the frogs. You call him beast or changeling or demon chimpanzee, but we will prove he's no such thing. He's, he's such much like me. me. on a plane, a good, you know, what, 14-hour ride down to Australia uh, to delve into the deep uh, suburbs, I don't know, kind of rural somewhere in Australia, I guess somewhere a bit away from Melbourne with Relic, also 2020, uh, directed by Natalie Erica James, uh, also written by her and co-written by Christian White, and this is a movie that we are also going to spoil, So you've been warned. Christine, why don't you set up the story for us? Okay.
1: I'm going to read the IMDb uh, synopsis because I can't articulate what this movie is about. Um, A daughter, mother, and grandmother are are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family's home. That's what this movie is about. And I think that that is very concise.
0: (laughs) Essentially. So we have Edna is the grandma. Mm-hmm. And Edna has gone missing, and Edna lives alone, and probably should not be living alone. Uh, but her daughter is Emily Mortimer, whose name I will not remember. I'll probably just keep saying Emily Mortimer.
1: You can say Emily Mortimer, and that's it's, how it's I know her. a fun name
0: to say, right? Kay. Her, her name's, yeah, Kay in the story. So Kay and her daughter, Bella Heathcote, which is also a fun name to say. Uh, her daughter, Sam. They go to Edna's house to try to find her. Eventually, they do. Uh, Edna's not doing so well. Or is she doing well? She is definitely uh, not all there, but physically seems mostly okay, but um, also has a weird black moldy bruise on her body that seems to match the black mold in the house, uh, and something's going on, and so on and so on. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling you did not care for this movie
1: Um, It's not that I didn't care for it I just didn't connect to it And, mm. and, and like on any level oh, wow. It was so weird It was a very clinical experience Watching it for me again Which is very strange And not to be overly reductive But could it be that I do not have Any personal relationships with dementia So I could not relate at all to this
0: It, it It's very interesting for you to say that because I think the something on this watch it did feel so for me the first time I watched this about a year ago this time of year actually and I also have not had thankfully knock on wood have not dealt with dementia Mm -hmm. but when I'd watched this I was about almost a year after my mother had cancer had was in home hospice care so it was me and my siblings essentially kind of taking care of her to the end of her life and it definitely hit me like as i was mm-hmm. watching it there was there was a lot and even and this watch too like there are things mostly towards the end of the movie i think the final scene and kind of the final you know the final shot and all that felt very like oh right this is why you felt very deeply connected to to some of this film mm-hmm. um where it very much less specifically dementia, but more just what it is to, you know, the, the circle of life and just the whole caring for yeah. a parent as they are dying. Um, and I think some of that is really done well and is, is again, it like did very deeply like kind of grab me. But also this time around watching it like, oh yeah, this does feel very specifically like where I could any like if you're a film student and you need to write a paper on a theme in a movie like it is very easy to write a paper about the themes of dementia in this movie and how like even like set design it's like oh right right the the house is getting smaller and the rooms aren't lining up right that's a metaphor (laughs)
1: yeah and i and i do i do like all that stuff because i i love a good metaphor and um I've actually historically have been very afraid of dementia. Um, mm-hmm. I've often felt Same. things like all I have is my brain. All I have oh, is yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. Without them, who am I? Like I've definitely That's like a huge phobia of mine, yeah. which is one of the reasons why it took me so long to watch this because mm-hmm. when it came out in 2020, 2020 was a strict no-bummers policy on movies. I didn't want to be upset. Mm-hmm. I was already too upset. Uh, but surprisingly, I didn't find this to... To trigger any of those fears in me and and I don't know if it's maybe because my fears are based in in not knowing and not understanding and this movie is so so heavily steeped in the realities of it so, mm. which is something I'm not familiar with I'm, I don't know a lot about the the disease other than that it's degenerative and that you lose your memory you don't know where you are sense of self like you aren't always you you don't recognize people so like I got all of it I knew it but like I didn't
0: feel it you know what I mean yeah I think something in that uh because I was reading a little bit a couple of interviews on it and I think one thing that doesn't come across that I think was maybe supposed to more I'm watching this and part of it is just my age and part of it is like my experiences is I am mostly connecting to um, the you know Kay and Sam, right? I am kind of most mm-hmm. directly connecting to Kay just from my own experiences, um, but a little bit of Sam of also like you know just just that thing of um watching people go through this and trying to figure out what your responsibility is and what your place is, and mm-hmm. what's the right thing to say, what's the right thing to do, and the actual like Edna. I don't ever really feel like I am in her head. I think I feel like I am watching her as opposed to feeling what she is going through. Mm -hmm. And I think there are certain things like the there's a moment where um, that really affected me the first time I watched this when Sam essentially gets lost in the house. And we know from a you know, from a neighbor a story of a neighbor coming over that there like there's certain like kinda closets and stuff that, you know, the, the boy was locked in for a while and Sam was kind of looking for it and she finds it and she goes in and she can't get out. And she's walking there's she turns around and the exit isn't there anymore, and so she keeps going and the house the walls are getting are closing in and it's like the kind of stuff, like I love that kind of stuff just as a mm-hmm. trope. Like, this is reading House of Leaves when I was, like, in high school and it scarred me forever of, oh, nothing is scarier than going into a house and it suddenly is bigger than it should be and you're trapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is very, you know, watching this and I'm like, oh, duh, yeah, that's Alzheimer's. That's this idea of you you should know your way around, but you don't because things aren't where they're supposed to be. Um and I get, and it's scary for me as Sam, as as this character trapped there. My my like brain doesn't make the connection. I'm like, oh, this is what it's like for Edna, because I I I just don't think the film is in in her head as much as it is in like Kay's view of it and Sam's view of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I and I did find a, a lot of that stuff interesting, especially in the beginning, like this. Um... it's Kay's mom so Kay has this intimate view of who this woman really is and then Sam's just kind of like gets to see the nice old lady yeah and and there and I always love stuff like that because I'm it's it's very true to my lived experience Mm -hmm. there's there's definitely you get a different version of that that person than your parent did your parent was parented by them, your parent knew them when they were young. Yeah, they grandma were different. is
0: different from mom yeah. to the next generation.
1: And and that stuff was all, I think, really well mm-hmm. well handled and, and interesting and felt very real. And I it in the stuff in the in I liked all that stuff. Like when you, she suddenly realized that this closet actually wasn't a closet. It was a big series of halls and now but there was something a bit confusing to me there too because it felt very um literal like you could break through the walls but it also felt like something metaphysical was happening and I couldn't really rectify that so I spent a lot of time trying to try to figure out the rules and maybe I shouldn't have been but like when you present me with with walls closing in I want to understand them Mm. and then all of a sudden you can punch through them so they're literal raw walls that are moving so now I don't I don't know that I get it <laughs> that that to me sounds like a little bit I'm nit, nitpicking a little bit but not really I just like yeah
0: but also it's it's fair that like and we you know we, we talk about this a lot a movie you know creates its own reality and you the movie needs to sell it to you and you need to be into it and I know like notlp um night living podcast has a great like way of describing that of like When a movie um, has logic that is very, like, when you start thinking about it and it falls apart, and then you start, like, thinking about it too much, and if you are thinking about it, they call it carsing a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, in the Pixar movie Cars, if you stop and think about, wait, so all the people are dead? Like, and the cars are this? Like, if you start thinking about the details of that reality, then you go down a, a big rabbit hole, but if the movie lets you do that, there's kind of that... You know, like it you might not care. Um, and for me, I'm okay with it because I think in Relic, you're right. The we don't really know what's going on in that this is obviously it's Alzheimer's and it's a metaphor for Alzheimer's, mm. but also there is something deeper going on. There is something
1: this yeah. isn't what
0: happens with Alzheimer's. You don't I, shed your skin and become a like a little monster batwoman.
1: Yeah, you just I think you just cracked it open for me in in amulet there was there was text and subtext (laughs) in the metaphor and in this there's there's text and subtext in the metaphor but i don't i don't know that for me it is it is a full package Mm -hmm. quite the way because because yes you're right i get the i get the dementia subtext i get the metaphor i get all of it and i love it but like you're right the literal story that it's telling because literally that woman peeled her skin off that literally happened in this film. Yeah. And I don't necessarily understand how it fits together with other elements. Right.
0: And I I agree that the movie does not – it obviously doesn't explain it. I'm okay with it not explaining it because it mm-hmm. does emotionally punch me at the end. But I fully understand and, like, objectively would never argue that this – is satisfying and it does work on that level yeah. it worked for me because emotionally this was like me kind of like stripping that kind of rule book away of like right this this ending moment like I this movie has earned it for me these characters have been through this I am with them I I have experienced something like this of being in this position of looking at somebody in in this in this way with nothing but love but also terror and everything else um that i think again just very specifically personally connects to me at a very deep level but objectively if somebody was like so what actually happened oh i have no fucking idea (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not saying the movie tells you Yeah.
1: And I still, I still did like it. Like I gave, I think I rated it like three stars out of five. I did like it. There's a lot to like here, but when you give me so much to chew on, it's like, uh, I, now my expectations are really high. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Cause I think this is also, it's a very well-directed film. Oh, definitely. Um, Great performances. Emily Mortimer is like one of, like one of those actors I know is really good, but just, I like, I've never gotten to see her do a lot of interesting things just because Mm -hmm. I haven't seen a lot of, the stuff that um, she's probably more interesting in. Um, I think she's so great in this. I think um, I love that she looks tired. She looks exhausted. She looks like a professional woman who clearly has a career that she has to work very hard in and she Mm -hmm. is single and now she has to go take care of her mother who she has no idea what the fuck is going on. I, like she, like her face tells me that so well mm-hmm. um, And I think a lot of movies And a lot of actresses Would not necessarily do that um, I think the uh, it, This is spooky I think like this movie does scare me a little bit And again like probably not so much On the third time uh, But there are good setups um, There's good visuals going on um, I am i'm intrigued to see what else this uh director does she her neck her next movie also looks really interesting
1: oh i didn't look into that
0: it i forgot what it's i didn't actually look at the story i just looked at the cast and got excited uh her next movie is called uh, a title apartment 7a Ooh. um and it stars julia garner and diane wiest
1: whoa yeah
0: and jim sturgis and it does not have uh, We've established I don't know how to use IMDb So oh. <laughs> uh, there is no Currently plot is kept under wraps So unless that's the actual plot I don't know what it's about So IMDb is Not
1: intuitive anymore
0: Okay so now the top picks When I clicked on that movie So there is some logic to this The movies that show up now Completely different Censor. Sensor Swallow, okay. good night, uh-huh. mommy, and the empty man. Oh, all right. So, Fair. like, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but something's going on there, and it's very confusing. <laughs> IMDb is not uh, what it used to be. It's, I don't know, like, I was with friends yesterday, and I ended up like doing my old lady rant about Siri <laughs> and how she only understands me when I'm driving, but I can't say certain words to her, and how, and like, I had to admit how I don't know how to use her unless I'm driving. Like if Aww. I picked up my phone and said something to Siri, I I don't know how that works. But if I'm driving, I press a button and it works. So all this is to say, maybe I do identify with Edna.
1: <laughs> the world is is confusing. It's not what getting more so. I get yeah.
0: I, I I get so worried when I forget stuff because I have I have a scary good memory. Like it's a little bit um like I'm one of those people that like it's kind of a magic trick sometimes of what I can remember because it's just very details. Like I don't remember big picture things, but I can remember th- who else was cc'd in an email from 3 years ago and I can if I look up their name, I'll find you, that email type find thing. It, yeah. Yeah. Um so I do get very worried ab- about, you know, losing things a- and such. Um and if anybody actually follows us on on Instagram on a uh, From and critique Instagram page, you can tell how old I am cuz like I really don't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> I'm copying, I am I'm, I'm cro- I don't know what I'm oh. cropping, I don't know how to do a story, what's the story, I don't know, it's a whole thing. I think it's beautiful. Oh, well, you're kind. So, will you help peel me when the time comes? Absolutely. Because I don't have kids, I don't have daughter, a daughter who's going to have a daughter, who's going to keep having daughters, who's going to keep being there for me.
1: Nope, give me a call.
0: All right, good, 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 good. Uh, that is something that I think is very, like, specific and it works fine, which is, like, that this is women that... Uh, you know, uh, interview with um a director. She said at one point, like they had a brother, and then realized, like we really don't need that. Like that probably is not meant here. And without the movie saying it, like there there's one line early on that I think is kind of like a little on the nose because it very much is what this movie is about in some ways. Which is, I think Sam says it, like isn't that like that's how this works? Your mom changes your nappies and then you change hers. Mm-hmm. Like and yes, like yeah. that is that and it is. And again, like, not that men don't deal with this, because many do, many will, um, but it is often caretaking is something that more often than not naturally or just instinctively falls on the women to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's also an important aspect of this movie, that it is there and, you know, also makes it very much a lady flick. So,
1: Yeah. I think that's one of its strengths for me mm-hmm. is is that 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 angle it takes because yeah it does feel very real. Yep, that is often what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still a recommend for me even if I'm lukewarm on. Mm-hmm.
0: Good, good, good. I'm glad. I I I think it. Yeah, for me. I really connect to it. I find it really affecting, but I also can very objectively look at it and say, it's not quite what it could be. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. See in this similar to, to, I guess what people's issues are with Amulet, this movie is not the movie that I want. It's the mm-hmm. movie that got made. And I, and I respect that. And, it, and and I say, I hope that if you watch this movie that you connect with it because there's clearly a lot going on in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So please, people, let us know if you do watch either and or both of these movies. We mm-hmm. hope you watch both. Uh, I'm Again, I know some people like immediately were like, oh, good, I like those movies. A lot of people had seen one but not the other. And I really think both deserve more eyeballs and deserve more conversation. So I hope For sure. um, if you listen this far and you haven't already watched these movies that we just told you everything there is to know about, <laughs> please go back and watch them uh share with us in places okay so we're on instagram uh Mm -hmm. feminine critique some variation of that we are kind of on on whatever you call it the bird one i'm still calling it twitter you're not on twitter anymore
1: i'm not on twitter
0: um, we are there at Feminine Podcast I never remember to post anything And I never remember to check it And it's a wasteland now But you're welcome to go there and talk to us Or talk to me and then I'll tell Christine what you said uh, We're on Facebook, we have a Facebook group I say we, I mean the Feminine Critique Has a Facebook group and I'm on Facebook Christine is not So I have to relay things to her that way too I'm so sorry okay. I
1: just couldn't, I couldn't do
0: it anymore. I get it, I get it, no 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 It's better for you and therefore it's better for everyone uh, But Blue Sky i'm there i'm on blue sky <laughs> so am i what is your blue sky
1: handle uh it's xteen makepeace. i um not terribly difficult to find um i also am on instagram still if you want to oh, yeah, talk to me um it's xteen underscore strawberry girl um strawberry underscore girl it's a uh, susie and the banshees lyrics so it makes sense i, I don't know um, what that means but there i am <laughs> um and if you want to email me for some reason my website is my name
0: so speaking of are we gonna get another newsletter anytime soon
1: no that site shut down Aww. so i'd have to start from scratch Save and i bitch. haven't bothered yet that stinks
0: Maybe well, who knows okay well everybody can still read christine's books
1: yeah apparently available at a library hey. which is fun um yeah you can buy my books go to my website google me uh, Christine uh what yeah that's my name yes what about you
0: where are you i'm i'm on blue sky deadly dolls Uh, Please, people, join Blue Sky, because, like, it should be fun, but there's nothing happening there. Like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I feel like I can't get into any conversations, and I can't start any conversations, so I don't know what what's up the algorithm please more people join there or and if you need codes I now have like five different codes so please email. i I
1: have a, I have a ton as well I think with blue sky there is no algorithm so you yeah. really have to be like on top little, of it all the time yeah a little bit more I don't want to say aggressive Ugh, but like yeah and I I found that time there's times of day where I will be in more active conversations. Mm. And then other times it's just a ghost town. I hope that does change at some point, but yeah, if you, if you want to join, I have codes too. talk to Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Talk to me in any of the other places.
0: Uh yes, and DeadlyDollsHouse.com dot com for various movie thoughts and such. Yeah. All right. So we will be back probably next early next month, maybe to do a the full catch up on movies because you're doing a whole lot of spooky stuff, right?
1: Yeah, man. I don't know if we're gonna do a Spooktober week and catch up. That that's gonna be. Let's put a whole day aside for that. All right. Hey, I got no problem with that. <laughs> I've been I've been going hard this month.
0: I mean, hey, I I will just need to temper myself because. I watched one of the worst Saw ripoffs I've ever seen in my life, and I just could go on for days about it. So What? What? You, Death, oh, get, it's on Amazon. You need to watch okay. it, because you can watch it. It's on Amazon oh. Prime. Death Count with Costas Mandalore and Michael Madsen. Ooh,
1: that sounds please, good. Please
0: watch it. Spoiler alert, it's about defunding the theater department in a high school.
1: What? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It. Exactly. It's like, you threw all my favorite things in a mixer and, and got a terrible movie. So, please, people, go find it. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so find us in the places that we kind of mentioned, and watch these movies, and tell us what you think, and then we will see you all next month. Until then, Happy Halloween!
1: Oh yeah, Happy Halloween! Woo. Blue skies smiling at me Nothing but blue skies do I see Bluebirds singing a song Nothing but bluebirds all day long Never saw the sun shining bright Never saw things going so right Noticing the days hurry by When you're in love, my, how they fly Blue days, all of them gone